the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show is Vince Tornado in for Mr. Hooley, who, if you'd like to go online, you can go to his website. How you can help the man and also learn more about his battle with brain cancer. It is BruceHooley.com. That is BruceHooley.com. Lots of great inspirational content on there and the latest on his health journey. Of course, if you want to talk to me, it is 844-TALK-989, 844-8255-989. Taking a look at headlines around the world. And, of course, the thing that's on the forefront of everybody's mind is the situation in Israel. And it uh, looks like right now that uh, Netanyahu says we're going in and there's going to be a total siege on the Gaza Strip. So there's going to be some serious stuff going down. Godspeed and all the prayers we can muster to them. Uh, It's something that uh, when I look at situations like this, I also get a little hesitant to make it too political too quickly. But then at the same time, in the back of my mind, I think, isn't everything kind of political in the end? But then I see this story, and it's just like, oh, come on, man. I just got to read the headline. White House slammed for hosting barbecue with live band as war rages in Israel. So this was a uh, a pool report that uh, Josh Hawley tweeted, and uh, I, just, I just need to read this. In the late afternoon and early evening, a live band could be heard coming from the area near the Rose Garden. Your pooler asked why a band was playing from the White House. The president first later hosting a barbecue. This is from the White House. Hosting a barbecue uh, in the executive residence for uh, their staff and, and, and families. So while Israel's 9-11 and while Israel's Pearl Harbor, as it's been stated, is raging, this is going on. And of course, we've had the sad report of at least nine American citizens are dead as a result of these attacks And uh, it's wherever this goes remains to be seen. I think that's the thing that we all need to realize that uh, this is uh, I don't think this is going to go the way of 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 Hamas anytime soon because Netanyahu is uh, ready to throw down and uh, win this thing very decisively. But it's going to take time and it's not going to happen overnight. So while uh, we are receiving a break on egg prices, stamp prices could go up January 21st. So the United States Postal Service said on Friday it wants to raise the price of first-class mail stamp from $0.66 cents up to $0.68, cents, so $0.02. Cents. So uh, this is a, a, a less of a price hike, but a price hike nonetheless. And this is interesting, too. I didn't realize this stack because I remember, like, you know, stamps, $0.50, cents, less than that. Uh, they were $0.50 cents in early 2019, they're up 32%, so currently sitting at, like I said, 66%. Uh, and so uh, keep keep a lookout for that. Because I actually just had to buy uh, a roll of stamps, and it's just like $4,700. It's like, good gosh. I love this type of thing. And the, and the, and the reason why I want to mention this story is because I love when people take uh, solutions into their own hands and actually go and will um, 
decide that they're going to be the ones to take action because I can't stand the victim mindset on a variety of levels. So when something bad happens or when something unfortunate happens, no matter what it may be, whether it be war, whether it be some familial conflict, whether it be you know some business dealings as it is with this story with Smith & Wesson, one of the things that I can't stand is when something happens and people are almost arrested by that conflict. Well, Smith & Wesson, they opened up new headquarters in uh, Tennessee. They have more relaxed gun laws than, of course, where they were in Massachusetts. The uh, CEO said at the event over the weekend, Mark Smith, he said, from where I stand, the next 170 years of Smith and Weston are looking pretty good. It's something special here in Tennessee. And I, I, I like this. I like the story on a variety of levels as one, because I like it when people go and take action into their own hands. I like it when we don't look at a problem and just dwell on that problem when action is actually taking place. Because you could stand around, you can sit around, you can look at whatever the issue is. But to me, the thing I think that inspires me the most is when you see things like this and it's like, nah, well, if Massachusetts is going to wrap up their gun laws, we're going to take, uh, take, take our manufacturing, take our plant, we're going to leave, we're going to go somewhere else. Because there's always solutions. There's always something that can be done. I think one of the most uh, destructive behaviors that we can have is when people go and are just focused on whatever the problem is. The more time you sit and look at the issue is the, you have, you have less time to take action and to have, to have some sort of solution. But at the same time, you also have to make, uh, you know, wise, wise actions when you are faced with some sort of issue. So I love issues. I love stories when you see the thing with uh, Smith & Wesson that they'll go and uh, say, nah, well, we're just going to move our plant. It's great. It's great. I wish more people would do that rather than just focusing on, ah, what this happened here, and this is just such a bummer. And they just moved on and packed up and uh, decided that uh, they're going to move to Tennessee, and they opened up their new headquarters. They said they were going to do that um, just a few years ago. Okay, they announced a relocation plan in 2021. Uh, so it was two years ago, and uh, that's a uh, $125 million relocation plan. So certainly not easy, but uh, props to Smith & Wesson for making it happen and moving from Massachusetts to Tennessee. This is a story that uh, I'm surprised uh, more folks haven't talked about. Uh, and and I feel like the solution is when somebody goes, the solution that we've fallen into, or maybe not we, but they, the solution that they – Somebody news story that folks have fallen into is if somebody says or does something offensive, they immediately have to resign, give up their post, and they have to go and, and, and just stop what they're doing. They have to leave their job. Case in point with, uh, with this high school football coach, his name is Tim McFarland, and uh, this football coach... He uh, was at uh, Brooklyn High School, of course not there anymore, and he was playing, his team, Brooklyn High School, was playing against Beachwood High School. And one of the plays that they would call was Nazi. Well, it turns out that this high school was uh, 
playing a team that was uh, based in a largely Jewish Cleveland suburb. So the lawyer for this high school football coach, the team that was using the term Nazi against this Jewish high school football team, he said that uh, the term Nazi is a historical term and not a slur. He said, uh, oftentimes, Nazi is often used in football to warn teammates of what is known as a blitz. And I, I just hate when you see these giant dramatic responses. So the school, the Beachwoods High School, and this is the school that uh, was playing against the team that used the term Nazi, they said that McFarland's statement shows, this is the fired the fire coach, McFarland's statement shows he's demonstrating further ignorance and succeeds in taking a terrible situation and making it worse. Uh, Well, he stopped using the term Nazi just before halftime. And this is a coach that's been coaching for 43 years. The guy's 70 years old. And you got to resign and walk out just because? Is this this worth it? Is Is that really worth resigning just because your football team used the term Nazi. I I don't think so. I'm just tired of seeing these stories, especially when the guy stopped. It's like, oh, sorry, I'll just move on. I just think the thing that I get so frustrated about is when the solution to these issues is, not just fire the guy and kick him out. It's like, it's just, can't we just say, hey, man, I was kind of dumb to use the term Nazi, especially when you're, playing against a high school that's located in a largely Jewish suburb. But it's like, why? It What is – are you trying to make an example of the guy? What is – is to me, it's just it, – it's, it's, it shows a, a lack of willingness to extend grace to other people. Who, who hasn't said something stupid? Who hasn't, uh, if uh, all of our comments were made public, would be embarrassed – or uh, mortified because uh, because of what somebody said in the past. We've all said dumb things. I mean, I've been there where, like, you know, you go back on Facebook and sometimes, like, and I'm I, not on Facebook now anymore, but you'd go back and see those memories that uh, you would see on, on, on Facebook. Like, oh, you posted this, like, you know, four or five years ago. It's just like, oh, for crying out loud, why on earth did I, you know, feel the need to post that? So to me, it's like I – I just the guy said the guy said he felt pride. he was asked to resign the head coach whose whose team used the term Nazi against this uh, this uh, this football team in the Jewish neighborhood this coach uh, he said he felt like he had no choice but to resign I don't know I would have I would have fought it out he stopped using the term about halfway through the game and right right before halftime and and, w- and was done with it I would have fought it but looks like he walked out and he's done doesn't have a job anymore but I don't know I just wish more people one would extend grace more but two. Fight these stupid things. I just, I, I hate, I hate, it, it almost feels like there's there's an imaginary mob out there that we cave to. I don't know, stand up, rock and roll. Keep your job, man. Rolling into Monday afternoon here on 98.9 The Answer. I am Vince Tornado. Tomorrow you're going to get uh, Jack Windsor in through the rest of the week, and then I will be in uh, next week as well. But I just I just think that there's sometimes, in, la- in the last segment, in case you missed it, we were uh, talking about a story here out of Ohio. I need to find it back in my stack. Here, here it is right here. 
uh, Ohio high school football coach, uh, he uh, was forced to resign by the school district uh, because in a game a couple of weeks ago, actually, he uh, his football team used the term uh, Nazi to call some plays. Uh, well, it just so happens that the team that uh, they were playing was in a largely Jewish suburb of Cleveland. Uh, and like I said, that coach resigned. Uh, but I just wish there'd be some people who would stand up and fight and say, no, I'm not going to resign. I'm not going to do it. And you don't have to do it in like a hateful, like jerky manner. Just say, no, nah, not going to do it. I'm going to. I'm gonna gonna stay here. I made a mistake. Let's let's move on, because I think that in the age of the internet, there is this quick and easy mindset that one can fall into when you can imagine that the opposition is bigger than it actually is. So I think it's important that when you face some kind of opposition, or when a story like this comes out, or we think about you know the woke mob and things like that, I think we need to be careful. Not to go and just say, oh, well, you know, you know the mob is after them and they're going to cancel him and all this other. It's like, look, this guy, this coach, his name uh, is Tim McFarland. This guy's 70 years old. He's been coaching the last 43 years. So he's been coaching since he was 27 years old. He's been coaching since 1953. So here you have a guy who made a dumb mistake, and it is dumb. You're going to go and use the term, not just, come on, no, just, eh, Probably a good idea you don't do that. You know, it's just, but you got to resign because of it? I mean, at the same time, the dude being 70 years old, I can kind of understand why you'd want to just go and take a step back and say, nah, I don't want to deal with that bull crap anymore and just just resign. But I hate that a guy would have to just ride his uh, high school football career out on, 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 on a dumb error. But I just wish there were more people who would stand up and fight and say, no, you're not going to bend to what I think is in some cases an imaginary mob. And I'm not going to deny the fact that there, that there, there, there are forces out there who would like to go and, and see somebody lose their job and ruin their livelihood. Oh, yes, absolutely. But I think that there is an easy temptation to fall into where you can actually, and I've experienced this myself, where you can actually go and imagine like, oh my gosh, look at all these people talking, and your brain starts to blow it up in your mind. Where I can remember years past other things, now that I'm talking, it's, it's coming to mind where other situations where, where people who you think it's this big mob of people who were actually boycotting this and doing that, and nah, nah, it's actually not it. It's actually a real small vocal group. Now again, are there those mobs out there? Yes. But, and this is where I don't like to go to one extreme or the other to say, oh, it's always the mob, or it's never always the mob, because I don't I don't want to fall into, again, being an optimist, I don't want to fall into that trap saying, oh yeah, it's it's never the mob. No, there are some there are some cases where there is an organized effort to destroy somebody's livelihood. And do I think that's the case in this this story in Cleveland? No, no, I don't. But I think that when you go and you have a guy who's 70 years old, he's been coaching for the last 40-plus years, it's like, just cut the guy a break and say, look, hey, maybe miss a few games, something like that. And maybe even then, it's just like, look, he made a mistake, let's move on. People will forget about it. Because there is so much information 
that people receive on a daily basis. And that's why it's hard to even go and, and you, you, you see stories like, like the thing in Israel and you see all this information coming in. You see this beheadings, that, and, and all these other things. You, you have all this information that's coming in. It's, it's hard to, to quiet the noise and actually discern the facts and, and, and think through reality. And so that, that's the challenge with, with, with having the internet is because you can, you know, perceive that the situation is bigger than it is as it relates to this story in, um, in, in, in Cleveland with this, this coach that was fired. And so I just feel like if more people, I just wonder, and I hate to use the word feel because I think, I think that's, that's an easy thing to say. We just get into a habit of saying that, and words are important. But I just think that if you, if you take a step back and most people said, nah, I'm not going to resign, and, and, and duke it out, and just say, no, we're going we're to let people forget about that. Because sometimes, like, people, people just move on. They forget about it. Like, I think that would have been the case here. But again, with the guy having a, uh, a long career in, uh, in, in football, in high school football in Northeast Ohio, it's just like, just, you know, he'd probably just say, no, nah, I'm done with it. I'm done with it at this point. And I honestly I don't blame the guy because working with kids can be difficult. So if you come across something like this, I guess my encouragement to you would be to correctly assess the resistance because... It's not always a mob that's out to get us. It's not always a mob, um, you know, that, that isn't. It's, it's not always imaginary. Sometimes it is real. And there are deep, dark, and evil threats that try to go and destroy something that has been built. Because there are evil and wicked forces out there. No doubt about that. But I think that what I'm calling for, what I'm advocating for, is more people who are willing to stand in the gap and, and fight this jackassery, if I can say that, because I just think it's so easy to get swept up in a, in a group of, 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 uh, in a, in a, in a big giant pile of group thing. Oh, well, this must be it. And you just, you get caught away. It's like, just slow down and think things through for a second. And maybe it was that this guy had to go and, and resign because of, because of what he, he, the pressures that he was facing. And that, that therein lies the complexity of human communication because this article, which looking here is, if you're watching on the webcam on the uh, 98.9 The Answer uh, uh, Facebook page, it's like one page. So there's not, there's not a whole lot to this article. There's a whole lot more detail that I'm sure probably was left out that probably led to the decision to leave the high school. So I guess I'm just taking this article and extrapolating it and making it a larger thing saying that when you come across things like this, in some cases – no, I'm not, I'm not going to resign. I would love to see more people just stand up and say, look, yes, I made a mistake. Absolutely. Should I have said this? Should I have done that? Should I use the term Nazi to call football, football games? No. But is it worth resigning? No. I just think that we, we have this, this, this public persona that some people put on that is just like, <gasps> Did you see what that person said? And it's like, just chill out. I guess that's the other word when, I, when, I'm, when I'm thinking about news stories, when people have this, this, this outrage. Maybe sometimes you just got to chill out and relax and then make comment. Maybe that's what I got to do in this break. Vince Tornado in for Bruce Hooley here on 98.9 The Answer. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.